Welcome to another edition of The Broadcast, and I am Vicki Barcelona, and with me as always is, ooh, Sarah. Oh, hey. Sarah. Yes. We were gone last week. We were. It was devastating. I know. I cried. Caesar, message me immediately. <laughs> uh, yeah, because Caesar knows what's up. Uh, but what is your contact info? Well, if you do want to message us, you can message us at the, our Instagram, which is The Broadcast 999. You can call or text us at 253-778-6029, or you can email us at thebroadcast999 at gmail.com. And we did get quite a few, like, they're not a lot, but they're... A lot of content oh, when it okay. comes to both text and email. So they're girthy is what you're saying. They're very girthy. Mm, that's mm. how I like it. First one. Wait, no, that's not the right one. Lied. This one from Frosty. Frosty. Hey, ladies. I wanted to comment on the is it rude topic because we were talking about things uh, yes. that feel rude even though they're technically not. And then we got into a discussion on some things on like, hey, is this technically rude or not? Like one of them that we were disagreeing on, it's is it rude to ask somebody for the money that you uh, that you lent them borrow? You, yeah, you owe them or, or is, that they owe, like that they owe you. It's like, hey, can I get the 20 bucks back? Or yeah, whatever feels it feels rude, but it shouldn't be. Um, so he says, uh, so I remember one time I went to the Wayne Static solo tour concert. If you guys know Static X, you know Wayne Static. Uh, Gemini Syndrome opened and killed it. I Empire was amazing. There was a local band that didn't do to do it for me, and a band called King with a Y. Edgy. Right. I think One-Eyed Doll was there, too. But I'm a big vocals guy, and I love to sing. And if I don't like the vocals in a band, I won't like the band. So I bought a CD for all the bands except for King. Then I'm standing there waiting for the singer of I Empire to get my CD signed, holding the CDs in my hand right next to the King booth. One of the members looked and noticed I had everything and theirs and but theirs and commented, hey, you're missing one. Man, that was so awkward. I felt bad and I f- almost felt rude, but I was like, yeah, sorry. But I agree about the Comic-Con and art. Some of it is great, but I can't buy everything. It's... Oh, like, like he didn't like that specific band, so he didn't have their stuff. And, and their like they pointed it like, out, like, hey, you're missing one, dude. Hey, we got you. That's so awkward. At that point, like, I feel like, oh, crap. That's kind of like what we were saying when you go to like a farmer's market or mm-hmm. you go up to someone's booth and either you like their stuff and you can't afford it or you don't like it. And then you just start, like walk away and you're like, oh, sorry. Okay, yeah. bye. It's like. It's not rude, but it feels really rude. It's like it's more rude. Like, is it more rude that you brought that up? Like, Yeah, it's just very awkward. Right. It's uh, cringe. Cringe. If, yeah. if it was like a newbie, like a local band, like teenagers, they're just starting out. There have been times I have purchased stuff from people that I didn't necessarily like. Okay, it's not really my jam, but I want to support you. So yeah. I'm buying this. That's very nice of you. And but I never, never listen to <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just sits there and collects dust. Oh, my God. Um, so we did get another message. says, uh, hey, ladies, your buddy James here. What up, James? Long time no text, and I hope you're all doing well. So I have to apologize. This is going to be a long text. So since when, ha- so since when has it been a bad thing to treat a woman like a gentleman should treat a woman? I asked because my wife and I went out to eat for our eight-year anniversary. Ladies, I was laying it on hard. I was opening (laughs) doors, pulling her chair out, gave her flowers. I was doing my hardest to make this the most romantic night she could have. It has been a long time since we had this kind of night away from kids. 
Uh, so we have a great dinner and some nice drinks. And after I pay the bill and we are leaving, the hostess says to a coworker, damn, she has that dude simping on her hard. I hope she gets paid and drains him before she leaves his simp ass. I don't even what? know what that means. What does that mean? Like she's being paid to be there? That's what they think? Yeah, I guess. It's like my wife was about to rip that girl a new one, but I convinced her to just leave it alone because her opinions doesn't matter. Yes, I know I'm texting you about this because it's bothering the hell out of me and I need an outside opinion about it. Why would someone be so mean? Thanks, girls. First off, I need to look up what simping know, means. I'm like, I don't... Wait, okay. Wait, can you read what the hostess said? Hold on. So simping according to Urban Dictionary, just so we have a little more context, is when you infatuate over a woman, allowing them to take over your mind and cause you to do things for them that you wouldn't normally do. Okay, so so the hostess thinks that he's like... Basically, you're her, her little bitch. Yeah, like your puppy dog love sick. Oh. Like, on this. Like, damn, she has that dude, like, drooling over her, like, fawning over, like, everything over her hard. I hope she gets paid and drains him before she leaves his ass. Like, <laughs> so this honestly sounds to me Whoa. like. They. So if I. I'm wondering if all their friends. And I mean this in a very nice way because I appreciate the hustle or whores. Oh, the hostess's friends? Yeah. Like, are they all like I've had friends. Funny enough, she was the hostess uh, and became a server. But she was a sugar baby. Yeah. So that's kind of the idea that I got, like that what they thought. It's like, oh, you know, this guy, like the the daddy, if you will, of the sugar baby is like super fawning over somebody. And it's like, yeah, this is. Well, and how. um. Is your wife way more attractive than you? Because I'm not going to lie. When I was a waitress, we would have people come into the restaurant that mm-hmm. you immediately were like, that is a sugar daddy, sugar baby relationship mm-hmm. to it. Usually the guy was way older. The girl was younger. It looked very obvious. And you it was tell always, always very awkward to serve them. Might I add you? Because the girl is this was your like, daddy. Kind of. <laughs> sort of. But, you know, so. Is your wife way more attractive than you to where, because, I mean, I don't think like opening doors and pulling out the chair and being very gentleman-like, I don't really think that's so crazy nowadays, you know? Like, I don't think a waitress or a server or hostess or whoever would be like, mm. Honestly, though, I don't remember the last time I saw anybody pull out all the stops, if you will. Like, I've never seen somebody do all of those things it's much less like a lot of dudes doing that. Like I might have seen it once in a while, but it's not a common practice anymore. Yeah. So maybe because it isn't common practice, it seems over the top, which is really silly. Isn't that silly? Well, yes. But I mean, like I hold doors open for strangers still. Like, you know, so to me, it's not. Well, I mean, now it's COVID, COVID rules. So So don't touch me. Don't do anything. Don't touch anything. Don't leave anything open for me. But no, that's why that's why that's very curious that. And that's very. I don't know if I'd get really, I don't, I mean, I can see kind of how your wife would get really upset about that, but I also don't, like, I'm it, usually it, it, one it, of those, like, confrontational, like, if someone pisses me off, I I will say well, something, they, but even for me, I'd be like, mm. They basically implied that you are getting paid to be with this guy, whether yeah. it means a hooker or sugar baby, which, let's be real, that is what a sugar baby is. You are, because I don't know anybody who's been in a sugar baby relationship that didn't have sex. 
Oh, see, I know of some. Really? Yeah. Like, oh, it was yeah. just like you the just, girlfriend experience? You just get paid to be the arm candy. You get paid gotcha. to go out to dinner. There's no sex, at least. Mm-hmm. Not that I know of, anyway. Right. Maybe there was on the sly. But no, I'm, I've okay, supposedly so, no... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, in, in a lot of ways, like not all the time, because you know people that do not, but a lot of times it is... A form of prostitution. Oh, so she was getting upset thinking that the hostess thinks that she's having sex with him. Her, which is her husband. Oh, okay. See, that See that still wouldn't piss me off. But then again, I don't really... Call me a whore. Say, call me a prostitute. I don't really care. Like, I think... Hey, I feel like you'd be like... You that, get paid... Like you think I'm a, an escort? I, I, I'm I, that I, nice looking? Dude, I, that's exactly where my mind went. I, I, if I was out with my boyfriend and this happened, I would think it's... Whole, I'm like, babe... They think I'm this hot that I could be your whore. That's but then hilarious. They also think that he is that desperate and that pathetic. Well, that's, that's why what I'm they're a- implying. That's why I'm asking: Is there like an, a huge age gap? Is there a huge like attraction gap? That's why I'm because I think I think regardless, I think it's a rude thing to have said. You probably as a waitress, like, well, I mean, and say, don't, say it quieter. You yeah, know? say this it in the kitchen. Say it in the dish pit. Don't yeah, say it to where they can hear you. In the freezer, you. in the walk-in. Yeah, like, well, be smarter, waitresses. See, and then I wonder, so she got really pissed off, and he... Is bothered by it, but he's trying to keep it cool for her, it seems like. Because mm, he's I frosty, like you know, I was he's be, trying to keep it cool. Oh, you, oh sh- uh, I see what you did there. See, I would be more upset if I was the guy, I think, if I was frosty. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, wow, you think I can't score this woman who's my wife and has been for eight years on my own and it's like i treat her well just because i buy her like really nice drinks we have this nice dinner you know go all out yeah i'm a sucker yeah right in reality you're just like a nice guy yeah it's like thanks for that yeah i think i'd be more offended if i was the dude if i was the girl i'd be like okay i'm so fine all right See, i can see why girls would be offended but i would definitely agree that the dude would probably be more offended in this situation but yeah i think that's kind of a jerk thing i think some women i think her friends are just probably that young age group maybe in their 20s the zennials if you will Ew, i hate that word (laughs) right they're the 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 age group behind millennials yeah, the Zennials. Uh, Zennials. Uh, Generation Z. So they're very much into that whole TikTok sugar baby. Let me send you pictures of my B. Dude, I'm even, H. we're even in that demographic. Yeah, like Hello, we're, we're have, like, you, have you listened to the lyrics of A WAP by Cardi right. B? We're in that Sally? weird, we're <laughs> in this weird age group, like in the millennial group. I feel like we're old enough to remember things like playing outside and, you know, when technology sucked. Like I remember we had Windows 95 and that computer took forever to load. It did. Um, but then I'm also, you know, we're partially the gener- like the technology generation. We have a little bit of both worlds. However, while the Xennials, that's all the world was, was just technology. Yeah, I mean. So that's the only difference between us. In the sense of, we Vicky, remember the good old days. Plot twist: Vicky hates being called a millennial, so she gets I, really on her on her. No, I am older than that kind of horse. Which well, is I don't. Fine. I don't. It's, it's not so much that I hate being called a millennial because that's what I am. I hate the tone in which people say it. Oh, you're just a millennial. Hmm. See, she hates it. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically like yeah, saying, "Oh, you're a dumb bitch." Well, now the gen whatever gen whatever they're getting more of the dumb bitchness. Yeah, and like, we're getting the cranky old people. But I think if it bothers you still, and if had, I mean, next time if something like that happens, just say something. I'm all about like sticking up for yourself. If something mm-hmm. bothers you, like, or have your wife. If your wife was really like upset about it, dude, just let her say something. Right. It's like, like especially this is a situation where 
Like, yes, the meal was over and you're walking out, but there's still the customer service aspects that still have to go on. Yeah, and it's still obviously... This is coming from two previous servers. Yeah, and it bothers you in a way, and you can... I mean, maybe it would be a good lesson to these hostesses. Like, no, there are still gentlemen out there that can treat their wife or their girlfriend or their baby mom, like their loved ones, not necessarily a paid situation. It's love, man. It's true love. Right. Um, We did get an email from April. It's a little longer, but it's cute. It's cute because it's like, yay. It's Faith in Humanity is the title of it. Oh, yay. We had this topic a few weeks ago. We discussed it that, you know, Faith in Humanity restored. We had a couple stories, talked about how somebody did something really awesome for me. And then we got into the whole topic also of like, humble brag. I want to hear when, you know, you've had people do something awesome that, you know, restored your faith in humanity and when maybe you've done it for somebody else. Yes. And it sounds like humble bragging, like, I did this nice thing. Like, I want to hear it because... I feel like there is a stigma. There's people that do it just purely for attention. They don't do it out of the goodness of their own heart. And those who do do it out of the goodness of their own heart, this is your time. To, to shine. To shine. Because I want to hear it. I want. I need some goodness. Um, but she says, hello, ladies. I've always been taught to treat others as you wish to be treated. That being said, some days are harder than others. True that. I just try to be a kind human to others. I always have jumper cables with me, and I have many, many times helped others, but I have also had to have had someone else help me, too. And I have, my, uh, I have with my husband and a few times with my daughter pushed cars out of the roadway. To me, it's not a big deal. It's just being kind to others. Okay, now story time. I was once on my way home in the middle, in the middle lane of I-5 southbound Fife Curve during heavy time weekday traffic a few years ago. When my Jeep totally lost power. Oh, this is a nightmare of mine. <laughs> no, no lights, no nothing. Afraid of being rear-ended, I got out of my Jeep and started to push it to the breakdown lane. No, not the smart thing to do. I am five foot two, and at the time I was 45. And my Jeep is a little bit lifted, so the door opened for me to push and steer. I could totally, I could only see my door, and I was praying that people would see me pushing this thing by myself and give me the patience and space to get over the two lanes. But... Luckily for me, um, the work truck that was behind me saw all of this, and one of the guys got out and helped. Once I was on the side safely, he ran back to his vehicle, all without me even getting his name or his company name. So shout out to the guy, whoever you are. My husband and I ride Harleys. Yes, I ride my own. And that being said, when I see motorcyclists sitting on the side of the road, if I can, I stop it. uh, Stop it uh, is the brother thing to do, like in the motorcycle world. Uh, I once was on my way to work with two other ladies and I spotted a bike with a rider sitting on the ground. I told the ladies, you can work and let the you can work and let them know we will be late. Oh, you call work, excuse me, and you be ready to call 911. I did not ask if it was okay. I just told them I was pulling over. They later told me that they knew I would. I turned out it turned out the gentleman was having a medical issue and he did not need to call for help. I don't know how many people drove past this man only caring about getting to work on time or whatever. But the rest of the drive into work, I cried for him. And for a society that would would allow someone in pain to suffer by themselves on the side of I-5 during morning traffic. Finally, my last story. It is long and this one still breaks my heart. My husband and I are riding on 101 in South Bend by Re- Raymond, and it's a two-lane road. The speed limit's 40. When in the not-so-distance, I saw something moving on oncoming traffic. 
And it was a child in nothing but a diaper. What? I truly don't know, still to this day, like, remember if I got off my bike in the middle of the road or if I got on the side of the road. I do not remember looking for cars coming in either direction. All I do remember is running across the road, picking this child up. It was Memorial Day weekend, so the cops were out patrolling pretty heavy. So my husband literally flagged down an officer. Long story longer, I ended up at the back of the police car holding the child to the station, all Aww. while my husband sat with our bikes for the time I was gone. Once at the station, I was informed the officers that the diaper change was very much needed. One officer went to the store and bought diapers and wipes. Once he came back, the two officers that were there were lost as what to do. Putting them at ease, I took the diapers from the police officers and changed the poor girl. Aww. While I was changing her, the officers were literally using Facebook to find who she might belong to. I guess in a small town, they knew most of, it, most of, if not all the people. I was taken back to my husband after a few calls were made, I assume to child services of some sort. And when I got back to my bike and my husband noticed that I had a flat front tire. So he rode the 32 mile, about 40 minutes away, back to our campsite to get the truck and trailer. Only once he got there, realized that the truck and trailer keys were with me. No! <laughs> so back he came, mad as hell, only to find, out, find me, now almost dark time, sitting on my bike with another bike sitting beside me. At first, my husband was worried, but it turned out that the gentleman had sat with me for almost the whole time he was gone, over two hours, and would not leave because he said before it's the brother thing to do. Mm. Once my husband got back to me riding his bike uh, was when I realized that I had the keys and such. The other guy, without asking, told us to wait and he would be right back. Sure enough, he rode to a friend's house, left his bike and a note saying he borrowed his truck and trailer and took me and my bike back to our campsite. I did finally get him to accept some money for his time and gas by saying, let me buy you a beer. Since my husband doesn't drink, I couldn't offer him a real beer, so he didn't accept the money and such. A week or so later, I did receive a letter from the mail from the police chief of South Bend. LOL, I know he personally wrote it and not a secretary by the wording and typing errors, thanking me for your selfless act at the time of saving little Kalisa, saved my two childless young officers considerable mental anguish by rescuing them from having to perform an actual diaper change. <laughs> to be honest, it made me cry because now I know the two little the little two-year-old's name. Not sure why, but for some reason it still hits me when I see the letter on my refrigerator. Yes, I know. It's silly. It happened a few years ago and I still have it up Aww. there. I don't think it is anything special, but we did. I still think as humans, we need to look out for one another and help when we, when or how we can. It saddens me to see when I see people's videos. Look at me. I'm giving money to the homeless, et cetera, et cetera. Do it for just being good to one another, not for likes and shares and views. Sorry it was long, but keep up the good work. April. Oh, April, you're the best human being so ever. <laughs> there needs to be more people like you. Right. Wow. That is incredible. And I love that, like, somebody else helped you, like, the same day. Like, that's so right. cool. Like, it all kind of co comes back full circle. The good karma. Right. And that's what, like, I have to tell my dad. Like, like Dad, you are a good person. Like, right now, so, a little backstory. My parents are moving. Mm -hmm. My brother's, you know, been living with me. Yeah. And now my parents are going to move in with me <laughs> for a couple months. Yikes! It's <laughs> actually... I know I should be more like bitch you're gonna worry. like it for like a week you're gonna be over I'm, it I'm I'm okay with it so far like I'm not as stressed as I thought I would be you know like with the idea of having them there it could change yeah I think I, I mean I think you were in there you're, you're settled in the fact that they're coming no matter what they're gonna right. be here for a few months but it I, just is what it is like at the earliest like if all goes well we're like you know if they can sell the house right away and they can find a house they love right away the earliest they would probably be out would be the beginning of December 
if you think about it, because we're in October <sighs> tomorrow. You know, that's yikes. That's right. a long time. <laughs> Even like the earliest, that's like two full months. But I was like. That's Thanksgiving, and then like even if they like, let's say even throughout December, like they they leave at the beginning of January. I'm like, but they will have Christmas together, and we're all and, like, it's been a very long time since like my brother, my mom, and dad, and I all lived together at the same time. And your foster baby and now, brother. my foster baby brother. We've never all lived the five of us together, so it's kind of your house is a good size, but it ain't that good no, of a size. No, it is not. It's and I'm lucky in the sense of I've created. Um, a really good support system so like my best friend's like okay if things kind of get a little too hectic come over we have a guest room like i have my escape do you really not think you're gonna get sick of it like real quick like mm. after a week i'm not saying that i won't get sick of it but i don't think after the week i think it might take a little longer mostly because i'm so sick of the moving process right now i gladly welcome anything else Okay, good luck with that. I, I, okay, coming from per, someone who still lives with her dad and her boyfriend, I could not imagine my mother and my brother being there too. Hell freaking no. Even, You're also kind of a bitch. No. Oh, I mean, yes. And, but, and, I mean that with all the love and of my our heart. house is a good size. Oh, and yeah. Even it's like that, double the size of my house. We could still, yes, all have our own room. All, no, that is still. No, I and mean, I know my dad would not like Which it. Is, my mom would not like. My brother for sure would not like it. It's funny because like you like the idea of like because your dad was telling me this once that you went to um, you went back uh, to the east and you saw the way your like the families live. They all live together, yeah, and stuff like that. And he's like, oh yeah, that's why Sarah lives with me because she really loves that. But I'm like, but the whole family's not well. There. One, I really like my father. My father and I get along very well. It would because you very much are the similar. We're very people. similar. Yes, I, and and it's great because we have our own floors. Yes, I don't know how it would be like if we had another if we had a third floor and my brother lived up there. You know, I don't know how that would be because mm-hmm. we all have our own little area. But it does really help that I actually genuinely really enjoy my father right. and his presence and the way he lives. But yeah, no, I don't think I. No, I don't think. I think like if my mom lived upstairs too, I I would not be living there. You know what I'm saying? I like, think the the saving grace for me though is like so you get along with your dad. You guys have the same schedule, mm-hmm. right? Uh, your mom it would probably be home most of the time. She so, just goes with the wind, man. Right? Exactly. <laughs> she goes wherever wherever her heart tells her to go. <laughs> so for me, my brother has a similar schedule to me at the moment. Like he's going to be going back where it's, which actually will make it so I see him less even, he gets up around the time I do and goes to work maybe like an 45 minutes or an hour after I do. Okay. So I maybe see him in the morning if he gets up to pee. And then uh, he's been getting off work earlier. His schedule's going to change to where he's not going to get home until like 6 or 7. Oh, damn. So I won't really see him until late at night when I'm ready to go to sleep. My dad doesn't get off work until 6. Um Except, like, he he doesn't work, like, half the week. He has a weird schedule. So he works long days, but he gets, like, a three-day weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, my foster brother is in daycare for three of the days. My mom, depending on her schedule, she can either be home by, like, two or she'll be home by, like, six. So it's it's one of those, like, I will still have, like, my alone time at the house. 
All right. Yeah. You know, she Vicky always looks at the glass half full or whatever the it's hell it's saying that or is. I, and I'm just more of a realist, and I'm like, bitch, you're going to hate this. See, Sarah <laughs> finds a way to, like, sure. dampen my world. No, I feel like yeah. I'm just, I just... You're peeing all you, over my life. Hey, the pee is real, and it's there, and it's on your life. I'm just wanting to be like, hey, there's pee on your life. You're more like, see, is it pee or is it lemonade? I mm, think it's lemonade. You're no. right. It is actually pee. You Maybe know what I mean? Maybe it's just water. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> rainwater. I mean, it could be mixed with other stuff that's in the air, like Maybe pollution it's a mixture. and stuff. I'm just saying, I think you're going to hate it. We shall see. We shall see. Kind of like you loved having your roommates. Yeah, oh, wait, but you didn't. <laughs> I did it first. And then yeah, you got too much. For like a week. <laughs> but that was also nine months as yeah. opposed to two well, months. Well, yeah, hopefully this is just two months yeah. and they can really sell and buy fast. Yes. So cross your fingers. Uh, We did get one more message that I want to kind of get through before we get out of here. Uh, And this is from Rose. Rose. Says, hey, ladies, I'm listening to your episode about restoring faith in humanity. Oh, yes. Vicky was sharing about her friend that had cancer and needed a bone marrow transplant. Your friend had a form of leukemia. So I I didn't remember what kind it was. I just remembered it was a very rare form in the sense of only one person. No, no, 10 people a year get diagnosed with this cancer. Damn. That's how rare it is. Um, so bone marrow transplants are typically only for blood cancers and sickle cell anemia. My son went through this this year. He was diagnosed with Mm. acute myeloid leukemia last August. He did three rounds of chemo and had a bone marrow transplant in January. So a few things about marrow and the transplant being a donor. So I'm like, I just kind of signed up. Vicky's a donor. Yep. I'm a donor. But I couldn't really give you the specifics. I'm like, I don't understand this. If someone needs my bone marrow, I got it. take it. Yeah. (laughs) So the recipients and the donor are matched by genetic genomes. You match someone random well enough that their DNA DNA will work with with that you've got. My son's donor was a 33-year-old woman in Germany. Oh, cool. So they type and match the recipients and then go through the massive donor list, uh, the Be the Match organization, which is what I went through. And they find a preliminary pool of people that hit the first 10 genetic markers. My son's first pool was nearly 600 people. From there, they look at the next set of markers to dwindle the donor list down further. In the end, it took about three months to find my son's perfect match. Finding a match in this amount of time isn't always the case. Some people wait to find a donor for months and months. Wow. If you're a match, they contact you and first ask if you're still willing to be a donor. If you are, they ask you to go to the nearest oncology facility for some blood work to make sure you're still a viable donor. donor. Here's a, here in Seattle, it's the Seattle Cancer Care Alliance, the uh, SCCA. Uh-huh. And if you are, then you have a few weeks of some meds to help boost your white cell blood count uh, to get juicy, fatty marrow for your donor. You want that juicy marrow? Yeah. The process, uh, the process of donation is simple. They sedate you like you're having your wisdom teeth taken out. That was a fun time. (laughs) I had mine taken out. Uh, They draw from five spots along your hips and bone chest. (gasps) Hips, crest, yeah. About five draws from each site so they can get about 20 ounces of marrow. The donors soar for a few days, so they will try to draw it on a Thursday and a Friday so you have their weekend to recover. The donor receives it like a blood transfusion over the course of five hours. And as the new marrow takes over, yes, the DNA changes. My son's spit DNA is the same from birth. His hair and blood DNA is his donor's. Whoa! His hair changed to her color and texture, at least what we believe it to be. And he started adopting taste change and some allergies he never had before, like to his cat. That is so wild. Right? 
he will always be a little immune compromised, but mostly this first year and with COVID, we had to be super careful. Like that's one oh, of the yeah. things too, with like my buddy, he's been super careful. Um, but also he has to get all of his immunizations all, all over again. Like, you know, when you're a little kid, you got all the yeah. shots and stuff. He has to do it all over again. Uh, also, one thing I learned about all of this is that 85% of the bone marrow registry is white, which leaves 15% every other race. So it became my mission as a white woman who got to see her son find a donor so quickly to educate the non-white communities of, of the need for non-white marrow donors. Oh. Almost most of the black community that receives marrow transplants end up needing a second transplant within 10 years. Wow. So, poof, that was long. Love the show, ladies. Rose and Tacoma. And this is Rose from One Woman Spa. So give a shout out to One Woman Spa. See, that is a lot more information that I was able to give. And I'm glad that That uh, you broke it down for us. That blows my mind. That like his saliva is his, but the DNA is. I want to know what the woman's hair looks like to see if that's really changed to his. And like the allergies change and like all this stuff I would never think of from bone marrow it's like i like spicy cheetos now <laughs> dude for real right? um, and like the cat like you've had a cat forever and all of a sudden now you're like kind allergic. of allergic to it oh oh I, I don't know why but the getting it from the hip it's because you've had issues oh. with your hips you've had surgeries right yeah like not on my hip well i've had hip problems but like oh it just sounds so, like that Ugh. especially when you sit too just that crease mm-hmm. you know i don't know why that sounds so painful but that is so cool. That like was fascinating. Thank you, right. Rose, for telling uh, us all that. So definitely, if you guys are people of color, like myself, yes, please sign up for this. Like it's honestly, it was easy too, right? It was super easy. I filled out the application online. They send you a little package in the mail where you like you spit into this tube. I think so they can know what. Yeah. So yeah. you have their. You have. Uh, they have your DNA. Dun dun dun. Yeah. I'm like whatever. Like they they already have the world. All the everyone has your DNA now. Everything has everything about me. Yeah. People are like, oh, you don't want you know the government spying you. I'm like, I have a foster brother. I've had my fingerprints taken. Like they're in the registry. Plus, like like even if you unlock your phone, isn't that your fingerprint? Right. Like, exactly. <laughs> like I, I like the government knows plenty about me. I'm not too worried at this point. If they're gonna screw me over, they're gonna screw me over. <laughs> but it's it's pretty awesome to be able to do this for somebody. Yeah, dude. I want you to get picked. <laughs> You want me to be in pain? Well, I'll, I, I'll take care of your hips. Don't worry. Aww, hey. hey. But then I wonder if you can actually know your donor or if it's completely anonymous. I'm not really sure how that works. So, Rose, if you could let us know. I'm very fascinated. Yeah, like, like, can you I know? Go, yeah. Is it all like hush hush and you're not supposed to or not allowed to? Or is to? it one of those like, hey, I don't mind them knowing me. Here's like my information if they want to know or you know what, maybe not or vice versa. Because if I gave someone or if someone had to give me, I would want to know and right. be like, we are best friends forever. It's like, we are one. Yeah. <laughs> we are the same. Maybe that's why you keep it anonymous. So then right. maybe just so it doesn't get weird. You and I would get weird about it. Yeah, we would. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm really curious, uh, Rose, if you can get Phyllis in. And if you guys end up signing up, I would love to give you a shout out. Like, yes. I want to hear about that because um, I'm very much like I'm down and I'm excited if I ever get picked. I know I mean, you're I, awesome. I feel bad. Like, I'm like, I, I'm excited that you have cancer yeah. so I can donate. But I like, can help you. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I'm an organ donor, I think. Just I really I, your ID. Yeah, I really want to. Yeah, yeah, I wanted that heart on my <laughs> I don't even think I knew what it meant when I was like, I just want the heart on it. But I'm like, that's good. People can have my eyes and heart and stuff. Well, like I got a little paranoid. Like I used to have it. And then when somebody's like, don't get it because it means that they won't save you if you're yeah, in an accident. I heard that too, to be honest. And it's just like, okay, that just sounds like some weird conspiracy Bigfoot stuff. 
but also could be accurate. <laughs> I mean, like what, like what person, like that's a what's it called, a um, first responder sitting there, like nope, nope, they're they just just let them chill. We'll be like, dang, she got good eyes, got a good beating heart. Her liver's probably a little eh, but you know, yeah. it could go to three different people. Right? Screw this bitch. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works, dude. If anyone gets my heart, though, Vicky, you have to become like best friends with that person in a really creepy way and just like listen to the heartbeat all the time. Why don't and you make your dad me. do that? <laughs> have your <laughs> no, you're not feeling your... it. I mean, I'll do what it. What if once. it's in a really hot dude's body? I'll lick that hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. There we good. go. Just make sure you donate to a dude. A really yeah. hot tattooed male. Right. <laughs> uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Welcome to another edition of The Broadcast. I am Vicky Barcelona, and with me, as always, is Ooh, Sarah. Oh, hey. Sarah, what's your contact info? Well, we have an Instagram. It's The Broadcast 999. You can call or text us at 253-778-6029, or you can email us at thebroadcast999 at gmail.com. And uh, last episode was basically all just messages, and I love them. Yes. they're all very, like positive and awesome yeah so, bring them on i want more messages all of the messages even if it's something silly all or just questions messages. uh but i did find uh, this article on buzzfeed and it says people shared weird house rules that they had when they were kids and holy heck parents are wild and it reminded me of this other story and if you go find it just type in poop knife poop on, knife like, reddit or something or okay. Im- imager and it's a story about this guy apparently their family were very notorious for having really big turds. Ew, what? And so they always kept a knife in their bathroom I to like those. chop it up, right? Chop it up? To like make it go down the drain. Oh my. Right? Oh. So then he goes. That's disgusting. He doesn't realize that this is not a normal thing until he goes to a friend's house when he's older. And he's like, hey, where's your poop knife? And I'm like, what? are you talking about and so it it blew up on the internet like first of all isn't that why you have a plunger it well it won't go down it's not that it clogs it it won't go down ew Um, oh that is not okay but you know maybe this is less about rules like rules as opposed to like weird crap you have in your bathroom no pun intended (laughs) (laughs) so i'm gonna read you some of these and i want you to think of any weird like rules you had in your house okay like i have one in my mind so far um so they had tv list sunday this one person says my house had no tv sundays where we couldn't watch anything between the hours of 6 a.m and 6 p.m the rule was usually relaxed in the winter when we couldn't go outside but even then we usually had to find something to do until it got dark out i feel like that's actually kind of and okay, I mean, I love me some TV, don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. But, you know, like for kids, especially nowadays and like the tablets and the iPhones mm-hmm. and the computers, like I think that's like no, no electronics maybe for a certain amount of time. See, I feel like, I don't know if Sunday, like Sunday is a it's, day off. It's a day of rest. Right. Supposedly. So, so I'm like, well, if I was going to have like no TV, 
Or me, I don't know. I feel like you would never have no TV. I mean, no, I love I, TV. Don't yeah, but I hear it's like bad to like keep little kids in front of screens, screens. all the time. So I get like, right. no, this is the time we we all put our screens away. We right. have to actually hang out with each other. But well, I'm wondering how old this person is because if it was like if they're our age or older, it makes a little more sense because there wasn't so much other screens. Like when we were kids, it was TV. Like we really loved watching TV. My brother and I like movies over yeah. and over again. You had your Barney. We had oh, our Disney movies. I loved me some Barney. Um, but I would think TV means like all screens nowadays. My thinking is though, if you're going to be doing that, like, especially in the winter, it depends also how old the kids are. Cause I'm just picturing like, go entertain yourself. It's like, okay, mom, come play with us. Like, yeah, like color with us. Or I would think like they'd all play tag or they'd go out and play board games, like kid games. Yeah. Or throw the ball around or whatever people do. So like, cause I'm just picturing like. Get the hell out of here, kid. Go, go do a thing. <laughs> no, at that rate, do whatever you want. Go watch all the TV. I don't care. Right, exactly. As long as you're it's not like, bothering my like, ass. Leave me alone. Uh, another one is uh, the even odd rule. So it was just my sister and me, and we argued about everything. So my parents enforced an even odd rule. So my sister got to choose first, and she was younger. She chose even. So on even days, she was able to decide who sat up front or what TV shows we watched. Still to this day, I prefer odd numbers. I love that rule. I think it's fair. Yeah, because it's like even odd different months. There's Mm -hmm. different like days or how many days or whatever. But it's not like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then the other person gets Tuesday, Thursday, you know, because then there's that one day. It's like it's going to switch. Right. It's it's every day of the week. Yeah. I like that. Like, okay, it's the 23rd. So on the 23rd, you pick. And on the 24th, you pick. Yeah. So don't argue. Like, it's just that's just law. Actually, it's not bad. I like it. Uh, This one, I. I don't get it. I mean, in my head, in my world. Okay. This is ridiculous. No lying on the couch. My dad hated any of the kids lying on the sectional couch. If anyone, uh, if anyone lay down on it or lay down on it, he immediately said, go to bed or sit up. Couches aren't for sleeping. Ironically, he slept on the couch for 16 years since he didn't have enough room (laughs) for the nine of us. So maybe he just didn't want us on his bed. None of us were really that worried about it, but as an adult, I now lounge all over my couch just because I can. Yeah. Dude, that's like my friend's dad. You could not lay on the bed if you had your, like, street clothes on. Okay. Like, you had to, like, I don't know if you had to take a shower and then get your pajamas. I think it was. They were, Mm -hmm. like, a little crazy, like, but you either had... Clean freak. Clean freak. Like, you had to be in your pajamas, and I think shower before, to be able to lie in your bed. I think, depending on the age of the kids, because like I see my little foster brother come home from daycare and he's like covered in dirt. No, we were like high school. Yeah, it's weird. Like even if your shoes, like I, I get this whole shoes yeah. thing, but even if your shoes are off, you could not lay in the bed with like your regular clothes. That's weird. That's weird. And nowadays I take naps all the time in my regular clothes. <laughs> I'm laying on that bed all, all the days. Like I get, yeah, for little kids, it's like you're gross. Yeah, if you're gross, but no, it'd be, no, it'd come home after school. Like no I, laying in the bed. Like I hate laying in bed like when I'm dirty. Like if I've been spending the whole day cleaning the bathrooms, cleaning my house and I'm dirty, my feet are dirty. I can't lay in my bed if I'm dirty. Yeah. Like I just take a nice shower. It just feels so much more relaxed. So much better. But yeah, like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to lay on my bed when I'm clean. Whenever the and I hell I want to. And same with the couch. Like I read this uh, like a quote or whatever, one of those inspirational quotes on Facebook or whatever. And it says, no one, like, on, at your funeral, no one's going to be like, well, she had really nice shoes and a really cool couch. Or, Dude, why that's buy- a lie. At your funeral, I'm saying you had the most comfortable bed 
ever. Yes, exactly. Like the idea is like you don't want a couch. Don't ever get a couch you can't like relax on or get a coffee table you'd be afraid to put your feet on. Like that sort of thing. Oh, like, yeah, the, but people do. People spend hella money on that stuff, right. though. Like, I, I mean, if it was if you had like Kim Kardashian money and had like your designated like formal like living room. Sure. Go for it. But for me, it's like at my house, I want to be able to put my feet up. I don't really have a a, a, a table. I have like a, an ottoman. An ottoman that opens up and you can put blankets in it. Oh. Um, it's like I need to be able to put my feet up. I want to lay on my couch. Like I want to lounge. Like no. that is my like it needs to be comfortable. Yeah, I feel like maybe that's the kind of life I want maybe, for me is what I mean. Maybe when you get older, you know, when you start having like kids or you have like hella money to like spend get a really nice couch or something and something where it's like kids aren't freaking on allowed on this type of thing because like my parents got a very 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 expensive for them i don't know how much it was this was years ago couch and like we couldn't even like like look bring at it food. <laughs> pretty much we couldn't bring like we'd always sit we couldn't bring food on it obviously couldn't have our shoes on it could like it was the couch and now they don't care because it's like so old but right. i was like, like damn I, you guys are trying to be all fancy and you guys are not fancy like i get maybe trying to like okay you you kids are gonna ruin it so let's try to take the longest time like i just recently to ruin it yeah i recently washed my all my carpeting which is like my stairs and all my upstairs is all carpet so okay I, hey, hey. I like full on with like the carpet cleaner cleaned it all so I've been very adamant to take my shoes off before I was going to say, are you a no-shoes household? Uh, downstairs, it's totally fine, because it's wood. Yeah. Upstairs, no. But like, if there's like an emergency, like, I'm about to you know, pee myself. <laughs> but I still try to like take my shoes off. But there's been a couple of times I've gone up, but very rarely. See, that's what's always as crazy as most households, I feel like, when I was growing mm-hmm. up, our shoes off, but mm-hmm. my household wasn't. My mm-hmm. mom and dad didn't care at all if you had shoes on, mm-hmm. and I love it. Still, people come over, and we used to have carpet all over our mm-hmm. house, and now we don't anymore. But people used to come over and be like, "Shoes off, shoes." Should I take my shoes off? And we're like, "No, we don't care. Whatever." Mm-hmm. It's always just been how it is, and right. everyone's like, "Really? I can have my shoes on in here?" I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know. My parents don't care," which is weird because my dad's anal about everything. everything. But I've always been like, "Yeah, but keep your shoes on." See, for me, it's a weird thing, and maybe it was just because my dad worked a lot when I was a kid. So whenever I see people hanging out and like when people lounge at their house in jeans or just hanging out in jeans. That's weird, though. Or their shoes on. Like, I know Danny says he does this. I can't. Like Even at other people's houses, though? I get in your own house. Like, it's a comfortable, like, I always right. put slippers on. But, but if, like, let's say you, I come over to your house and I'm just, we're just there to watch TV and hang out. Yeah. I will probably wear something comfortable, like leggings. I might wear my pajamas because I've done that before. Hell yeah. But I'm not going to be walking around, like, hanging out in my shoes. Like, if I'm going to be there for a couple hours, we're going to watch, like, if you have a TV marathon going on, my shoes are off. Like, I'm going to get comfortable. Some people just like having their shoes on. It. It's so weird because my dad and my boyfriend have house shoes. Like, and that's specific, like. Specific, like, but they're sneakers. That's also weird. Like, they're I like my slippers. sneakers. I yeah. Like, I my fuzzy slippers. <laughs> yeah, I got my slippers too, but. Yeah. Um, so this one's funny. Uh, they This was a country music hater. It's like, my parents were pretty strict and we had a lot of rules growing up. But the weirdest one was no country music. Seriously. My dad grew up in a small town in Idaho and hated anything country. My dad isn't a man of many words until someone tries to blast it in the house. Oh! Does he just start yelling? Just like, turn that turn ass off. Uh, this family had a foot bath rule. 
So if we had been outside wearing open-toed shoes, we had to wash our feet when we got back inside. I still do this as an adult, and I hate feeling the feeling of having dirty hands and feet. That's weird, though. Like, if I'm walking around, like, I'll walk, like, outside to, like, my porch area and stuff, like, with no shoes on, like, when it's hot out. Yeah. I'll walk in my downstairs area with no shoes. But, like, when I go into bed, I'll wash my feet. I don't have to wash my feet when I come yeah, in. Yeah, but if I'm, like, going, if I'm going to go for a walk and I wear flip-flops and I come home, I don't have, I don't feel like my feet got that dirty, if dirty. See, like it depends for me. Like, sometimes mine will if I'm wearing flip-flops. Other sandals, oh. not so much. But flip-flops, I don't know if it's just I don't know how to walk in them. They flap Maybe all over. Maybe yours are just, like, naturally really dirty. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, the TV payment. So we had TV chips. Mm-hmm. Every poker chip corresponded to 30 minutes of television. Hey, we had that. Did, did, did it work? No. <laughs> hell no. It says, uh, my sister and I would start with a certain number of chips per week, I think 15, in a yogurt container with a lid. And we each had our own color of chips. So for every 30 minutes of television we watched, we had to drop a chip into a large metal bowl. They would reset at the end of the week, and there were certain restrictions on how many we could roll over the next week. There were also opportunities to earn more chips by doing chores or to lose chips for behaving badly. Yep, yep. We had the poker chip We had the t- for the TV and I think for swearing, too. Hmm. You'd only have, like, no, maybe this, maybe the swearing was with money. You had to pay every time you swore. <laughs> but I would just pay hella money up front, like five or ten bucks, you know. Be like, burn. Be like, this is for my entire week, mother effers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rules didn't really work. <laughs> I remember in uh, middle school, eighth grade, I had a teacher, and it was one of those block classes. I think it was English. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, Social like, studies. Hist- yeah, something. something like that. History or whatever. And what he would do is that he, I think he was also a P teacher or a, like a sports Dang, this guy did it all. I think, no, you know what? I think he just taught a, he was a a coach, one of the sports coaches. And where our class was, it was a portable and it was right next to the gym. So on Fridays, so every week, every class or every block class had 30 minutes. So on Fridays, if we were good, we would have 30 minutes to go play like in the gym. So we would play basketball, we could just hang out, we could, you know, if you wanted to read, if you wanted to talk with your friends, it was your 30 minutes of hangout time. And he would play basketball with us. It was a really cool idea. And if we were bad, like when the class wouldn't shut up, he would just quietly go over there and start taking numbers. Like, it's just like, oh, 30, now it's 29. Oh, taking down the minutes. Yeah. And if people still didn't shut up, oh, no, it's 28. So anytime anybody was bad, he would just take down the minutes. I think the least amount we ever got was like 10 minutes. And he's like, damn it, you guys, I really want you guys to have this 30 minutes so I can just chill too. And hang out. And that's like yeah. all those classes. And I thought that was a really cool idea. Yeah, that's smart. I like that. And like that way you can also bond with the kids. And like it's Friday. Nobody's really learning anything. Yeah, come on. Let's go. Um, this one was an early riser. When I was growing up, Saturday mornings were reserved for cartoons. I have three younger siblings. And inevitably, we would argue about who got to choose what cartoon to watch. So my mom made the rule that whoever got up first on Saturday controlled the TV for cartoon viewing. This rule was eliminated, has eliminated, or this rule eliminated so many arguments. Dude, Dude. I would not want to have that rule, though, because then the kid would want to get up hella early. It's like, but they're in front of the TV. It's like, leave me alone. Go watch the TV. I'm like, I'm still trying to sleep. Get away. (laughs) Uh, They had the opposite of grounding. Uh, It was a a vocarious reader and not much of a socializer. So when I was a kid, I would get grounded outside of my room 
It was the worst punishment ever, and I would do anything to avoid it. Oh, that is so smart, because you know they love their room. They love their books. They'll Mm -hmm. have a great time. It's not punishment for them. Right. It's like, okay, I'm going to make you go socialize. Bye. I'm going to lock your books up, bitch. Uh, The picky eater. I was comically... A comically picky eater as a child, and my parents got real fed up with it. So I started in first grade. They made a rule that I had to make dinner one like one night a week, usually Friday. The idea was that they had to eat whatever I made, just like I had to eat whatever they made the other six nights. Aww. They got a lot of hot dogs and baked beans and boxed mac and cheese until I started branching out and learned to make tarragon chicken in second grade. Ooh, Look okay. at you. you fancy. Obviously, I was well supervised in the kitchen while cooking to avoid any fires and stovetop mishaps. They also had the rule that I had to at least try a bite of something before refusing to eat it, which I'm actually really grateful for now. I'm still picky, but I'll try anything at at least once. I love that. I love that idea of letting the picky eater like make Cook a dinner. Meal. Yeah. yeah. And actually the the whole like try a bite first. I So cuz I have a almost 2-year-old foster brother, yes. soon to be adopted brother hopefully. And I watch a lot of the cartoons he watches. One of them being it's called Tots. Okay. It's um it's like toddler something. It's a delivery system. It's a, basically a whole company of storks. It's really cute. It's like on Disney. It's the store company, and they they take the babies to their forever homes. Aww. It's actually really cute because they show, like, gay couples and stuff, too. Aww. But they're all animals. Cute. So it's all the storks, and then, like, the main characters are, like, a penguin and a flamingo. So you watch this with or without your foster brother? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's actually very entertaining. Just especially, like, on the background. I'm like, oh, it's cute because they have the cutest little animals. It's like, ah. You are a child. Yes, I am a child. So I'm like, I can watch this with you. Because yeah. there's some other shows I'm like, we're not watching this. But they had an episode, and I've watched this episode many times because my dad thinks it's funny. He also watches these with my brother. Um, and it's this little hippo, and she would only eat her hippo food that came in the shape of O's. So the whole time she's like, O's, O's. <laughs> That's some O's. So my dad calls that Cheerios now. That's how he gets my little brother He's like, hey, let's eat some O's, O's. And so he'll eat them. Cute. Thinking of the hippo. Right. So in that episode, they did, uh, they, they couldn't figure out what to feed her because they had to feed her before they sent her off to you know, be delivered. It's like, well, what? she doesn't want to eat anything. So they tried making all these different things and she wasn't eating or trying any of them. She's like, this isn't what I want. Yeah. And so they came up with the rule of the no thank you bite. To where you take a bite of something, and you have to take a bite, and if you don't like it, you just say, no, thank you. You don't want a second bite. Mm. But you had to take a bite first. Then you could say, no, thank you. And so that was the whole idea of it. And so it's like a no, thank you bite. Is uh, the, your foster brother doing that? Um is he? <laughs> he likes to do it to me. He tries to feed me his food. Aw, <laughs> like sharing. He'll, he'll, he'll have a snack, and he'll be hungry, so he'll eat it sometimes, but then he'll like put it in my mouth like his drink or his food i'm like no thank you you better you have to try it though i've you seen gotta, where those hands been i do not gotta, gotta teach him by showing him i changed his diaper i know what he was grabbing Ew. but like what? i'll either pretend to eat it and be like no thank you no thank you it's yours <laughs> okay your turn <laughs> uh so what do you have any rules that you remember besides like the little poker chip the poker chips uh we had we had one where we had to get if we if my mom bought something at the store, mm-hmm. like a bag of Doritos, they had to at least last seven days or okay. she would not buy them again. <laughs> so we would eat all of it and except for a little bit of it for the seventh day and be like, you have to buy more because 
It's There's still, still here. a little left. Dude, I was such a pain in the ass. Oh, you man. Were? Well, I still am. <laughs> I am not one with rules. I'm not one to be told what to do. You remind me of that picture of that little boy who it says he's not allowed to play his like on his little tablet or whatever in the kitchen. Yeah. But he's not allowed to have food in the living room. So his whole body and his snack is in the kitchen and then his tablet is in the living room. That so he's is just watching it from the kitchen. Literally me yes. as a child and as of now. Like with the whole like like swearing thing. Wait. Yeah, with the whole I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> and you swore. Good. You're goober. Good. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember what I was going to say. With the whole, like, swearing thing, mm-hmm. I once once I learned the whole, like, First Amendment and the freedom of speech, mm-hmm. it was all over. I was like, y- you, yes, are my parent, and I am your child, but I am my own person. Therefore, I have my first amendment. And I have the freedom of speech, which means F this and F that. Like, yeah, then they could have come back if they were smart enough and been like, yeah, you do have the freedom to say whatever you want, but you're not free of the consequences that come from that. Dude, give them to me. Like, I... I don't. I don't know. I'm. I've. They tried a bunch of things, but didn't really work. No. I've kind of always been this amazing, and this much of a pain in the ass. I like that you included that part. Yeah. It, I think it, it does balance both out <laughs> because you are your own brand of you. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Um, what about you? My the one that came to mind. The first one was we were not allowed to like slam doors. Like not necessarily even out of anger. Just like even if you're running around, and you slam a door. But if you do it out of anger, it was even worse. Like that was now that I'm older, I realize like it's just a sign of disrespect. Really? So like it got, you know, it would all it would be awful. Like to this day, I still do this. If you ever see me do this or if I ever accidentally slam a door, you'll immediately see me apologize. Like if there's a like a crosswind or whatever, you know, the windows are open and like you close the door and it just slams. You immediately, I'm sorry, sorry, I didn't. There wasn't a slam. That wasn't me. Like. Like so a, even if it it's not out of anger, it's like if you're still, just slamming it just to be obnoxious. Well, like some doors, just like my garage door at my house is the most right. You don't even you just close it regularly, mm-hmm. and it sounds like you slammed right. it. But ours weren't like so you could tell when something was slammed either out of carelessness, anger. Would your parents get pissed off? Be like, hey, and it's like sorry, sorry. Like that, there oh. was like we would get in trouble. Dang. And it's like I never realized that that not a lot of people did that because whenever I accidentally like even if I throw a car door too hard like especially somebody else's it's like sorry sorry no like it's not a disrespect thing cause, like I respect you and your property like oh it's right both a sign of respect towards the property and the person oh weird it's like because you know you see that's the stereotype like when you're mad you slam the door screw you it's like a way oh, hell yeah of giving someone the middle finger oh hell yeah. I but, mean, that's, a, that's definitely a way to get your point across. Right. But yeah, that was very much a no-no at our house. So do you do it if you're ever pissed off? Like <gasps> intentionally? I don't know if I do. I think it's just because I know I would immediately instinctively apologize. Yeah. <laughs> so you that's like, not the point. I'm so mad at you slamming the door. Wait, but I didn't mean to slam the door. I'm still really mad, but... It's like, sorry, door. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just close this lightly. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we weren't allowed to do a whole lot growing up. Well, we I remember the... I see the meme sometimes that goes around with the whole... Uh, speaking of cars, when you're lost or like even when you're in the back or mm-hmm. something, you can't have that light on. Yes. And that was a huge... Like, it's illegal. It's illegal. 
And I actually don't think it is illegal. I don't think it is. But you like my dad, my mom's like, your dad can't see. And my thought was he's blind. He yeah. Can't like see this, anything. This light is blinding him. When and in reality, like I can drive with that light on fine. If it's nighttime, there are times where it does get obnoxious. Like, OK, get off. Like I, I have a hard time focusing, which fun fact. I feel like I've really I, I've kind of known this for like a year or two. Hmm. But it's really become prevalent in the last week. What? I think of astigmatism. What is astigmatism? I know it has to do with your eyes. Yes. I remember those commercials. It's basically like people always talked about it. It's like a weird little floaty. Oh, imagine, hell no. Like imagine like when you see like, you know, you, you brush out like an old blanket. You see all the little fuzzies yeah. or like the little strings that fly around. Imagine that. Just anytime you try to focus on that it. That sounds so terrible. Oh, it's not super... It's not super noticeable, but your your instinct is to like focus on it, and then when you focus on it, it goes away, and like it floats oh. away from like. So if I'm looking at it straight on, it'll float to like the lower portion of my eye. Oh, I never knew that was what astigmatism was. That's from what I understood, like from what I've kind of gathered from other people explaining it. Mm. I I've never gone to the eye doctor for it. Girl, you should, because I right. think they can help with that, right? Yeah, and like I've never. I I've, I had that once happen to me when I was hanging out with some people. I'm like, is this a stigmatism when this happens? And they're like, yeah, that kind of sounds like it. And then yesterday I was kind of relaxing after moving a bunch of stuff. And I played a game where I'm like, yep, nope, this is lasting five minutes. I keep trying to chase this stupid oh, little no. thing. Oh, no. And it's on my left eye. So I'm like, that sounds uh, like a headache and a half. It's like, where are you? Come oh, on. Vicky yeah. keeps like doing it with her eyes and it's making my eyes hurt just watching her do it. So it's a lot of fun little... That fun game. <laughs> well, getting old. Got to get that eyesight check, girl. Right. Uh, that's fun. <laughs> uh, but I'm trying. Oh, yeah. So I do. Going back to just that light thing. Yeah, it does bug me. Yeah. When times. it's on. I also kind of dealing with lights, dealing with astigmatism. I read a thing and it was a meme. I don't know. I think I looked it up. I think it was accurate. Like Snopes did or whatever. Where if you're driving and you see, I have to find the picture because it's more of a visual thing. Like at night, if you're driving behind a bunch of cars and the lights are there, it looks like the lights are kind of being stretched. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, Like kind of blurry in a sense. Kind of, yeah. Like you kind of focus on it and it looks like it's kind of. Is that astigmatism? That's what this was saying. It's like if you, this is how you see the cars, you probably have astigmatism or this is part of the astigmatism. Like, oh, I see that all the time. That's not normal. Knock on wood. No, it's not normal. And I don't have good vision. So, yeah. but maybe I don't have astigmatism, which is nice. Right. I'm like, oh, okay. That's kind of what, that was the second clue. I'm like, this might actually be a thing I have. <laughs> this isn't what everyone else sees. Hmm. Oh, that's not normal. Hmm. Weird. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, did you have any rules with like f- dinner time or anything? Like you had a. We had to eat everything on our plate. Okay. Which I wish they did not tell me to do at such a young age because I do it now all the time. I have to eat everything on my plate. Yes! and I, I hate that. Yeah, I wish, because now I feel very wasteful if I don't and but I have you friends. you say, you're like, oh, I'll save it for later. Yeah, I have friends who have no problem just half their meal's still there. Either they take it home or they don't take it home and they don't it, care. That like bugs me so much when I'm out with friends and like they eat half their meal and like the other half I'm like, okay, you could definitely box it up, heat it up later, yeah. like, you know, some enchiladas or whatever. And, and they're like, they no, don't. I'm good. I'm done. Sometimes I'm like, I'll take yours if I'll it's like, vegetarian. Yes. But yes. sometimes if we're like bar hopping or something back in the day when we could do that, hmm. you're not going to want to carry around food. No. You know what I'm saying? But they have no problem like not eating all of it. And I'm like, but then you're eventually going to get hungry. And then aren't you going to wish you did eat all of it? Because yeah, maybe like, you won't you get hungry money. as well. Like, yeah. Plus, you spent hella money on this meal. Right. Like, it just like, 
uh, or what the even, heck? Like, even when I worked at the restaurant, people, I'm like, oh, would you like would you like a box for us? No, I'm done. No, you're done. I'll go what? eat in the back. Thanks. Don't like, tell. Yeah. So we always had that rule, which I'm like, oh, man, damn it. You're just making me want to eat everything on my plate always. Mm-hmm. And then we had like, you know, to eat our vegetables and we like broccoli that was like smothered in cheese was normal. Like mm-hmm. that's how we ate broccoli. I feel like that's how most kids ate broccoli. Bananas had to be like covered in sprinkles. That's how we ate how bananas. I did not like bananas as a kid. I did not like them, but I loved them when they were covered in sprinkles. <laughs> Rainbow sprinkles to be of exact. Course. Yeah. I mean, just like weird stuff like that. We had to eat at the dinner table, like had to say mm-hmm. grace, had to, it was, I hated it. Hated it. It. That's Ugh. where all of our like beefing and arguing uh, beef started. Vegetarian started yeah. beef. The veggie beefing. Like yeah. for real. Like that so many because we had to be home by when dark happened mm-hmm. or whatever. And in the winter it's like four o'clock. Right. Because then we had to have dinner together. And I it was the worst thing ever. See, I actually like having dinner with my family. I hated having to say grace as a kid. I like uh, having dinner with them now because it's like a few times a year every <laughs> if I had to have dinner every damn night with them it was just like now it's like cool you know like how was your day how was your day but like back in the day it was like war maybe because yeah. I was a delightful child and a delightful adult <laughs> yes uh, we uh see we had a we had to say grace and I hated it because it always put me on the spot and like it oh always, like you had to improv that shit sometimes Sometimes we did, and it was awesome because once my de- my brother went at Sunday school, like they made this little craft where out of like a tin can, they like covered it in construction paper, and on the inside, they they printed out little uh, prayers, like oh, um, like little uh, dinner prayers, if you will, yeah, and they like quote unquote laminated. They just put scotch tape over it, so they had like four or five of them, and so it was literally like, okay, whose turn is it? And we would just pull one out. Oh, yeah. We had a book. Yeah. We just had a book full of them. And you just, just I would just yeah. randomly choose one. Yeah. But then on Thanksgiving, we'd have to go around the table and say what we were thankful for. Mm. That was brutal. No, my dad always, like, for Thanksgiving and Christmas, they always go and do full-on, like, heartfelt ones. My dad. And my dad's really good. Like, those kind uh, of speeches But you guys don't always have to do them. No, it's oh, not anymore. Uh, oh, I hated it. And I remember one, like, we'll still make fun of it because my brother used to say it. Like, he, we we all hated it. My dad, my brother and I did. So it's like, oh, Vicky, it's your turn. Oh, Juan, it's your turn. And it was like, thank you for the food we eat. Thank you for the friends we meet. Thank you, God, for everything. Amen. <laughs> like, that was, like, the extent you of these. You say it just exactly That's like exactly that. how we would say it. It's like... Thank you for this. Thank you. Yeah. For that. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the friends we meet. It was just so bad. I hated it. <gasps> well, it's like for Thanksgiving when we have to say thank, like, or or for their birthday, like, what? You, everyone go around to say something you're thankful for for Nikki okay, because it's her birthday. That's weird. Like sometimes I'm like, y'all are gonna like say some crap or like, oh, I'm not thankful for you this year. Sorry. Like you know, like I'm so real. Like I don't know what to say. Like. I'm thankful Sarah, that Sarah's like if you're if we have beef, we all have all beef. Like I can't look past we can't, it to I see mean, the things I love about this you. This year has been really bad for both of us. So, do like, you have anything? No, I don't have anything either. Cool. I like the idea. Maybe like do it anonymously. Make it less awkward. I'll read them later. Oh, I'm, just, that, I'm that person. Like, I hate getting sung happy birthday too. Oh, see, I love it because it's so awkward. Like, what am I supposed to be doing here while I sit here awkwardly, just wanting to not drool all over this cake because I want to eat cake? Like, a but fatty. see, I would love like even if like we were beefing all year and you had to go around and say something nice to me. If you were like, dude, 
we've been at each other's throats all year. Like, I guess I'm thankful you're still alive. Cool, cool. But, like, this year has not been good for us. I'm not going to, like, be it. I would love that. I would be like, I appreciate that. You know what this reminds me of? There's, I think, I saw a picture of it, and I think it's in Peru or something, where, or Bolivia or whatever, and it's like a celebration, I think, towards the end of the year. I don't know if it's on Christmas or around that time, where basically anybody you had beef with over the year, you duke it out. <gasps> like fight them? You fight them, oh. and then when it's done, you're done, and you forgive each other, and it's done. Dude, see, that's what's so, like, that's, I've been recently randomly thinking, like, God, sometimes I wish I was a man. But that's because another example. That. Like, there's many examples, but that is another one that it's like, that's literally, they don't, like, they don't care. Sometimes they don't even have to physically fight, but if they do physically fight, then they don't care. I would love that. I'd probably get my <laughs> ass kicked, though. I'm curious to see, okay, so we're going to wrap it up here, and I'm going to end it with this question that I want you guys to answer. Ooh. And I want as much detail as possible. If Sarah and I were to have gotten into a beef and we had to fight it out oh, to forgive God. each other, who would win? Oh, man. I need to know. I think there's a few details. Like I think I need to know before I would answer. It's like, how fresh is the beef? Because if this happened like a week ago, Sarah's going to come at me like, Full on raring to go. But this Grr. this happened back in like January. I might have an edge. It might have faded. I mean, she holds on, but the, that oh, fire I, still isn't as there as present. I hold on, girl. I mean, that is that is a good question, though, because I think, I mean, I have my own opinions about it, I guess. But so you're more you're more agile and flexible and you have more of the endurance. But I got but the you're more, more the, like sturdy. I'm sturdy and I got brute force on my end. Yeah. I'm, I got some heavy hands. I just think it, it definitely depends how angry I still am because I think there would be a fire in me. Yes. That would be frightening. <laughs> or I would just be a little bitch and just crawl up and cry. <laughs> that too. Oh, so it could go either way. <laughs> and uh, yes, I found out the, the, the holiday. It's in uh, Peru and it's called Takanakui. I love that. As which long as, is, like, you don't die. Yeah, which means to hit each other. <laughs> Dude, that is amazing. <laughs> there has to be, like, a ref there just so it doesn't get, like, too crazy. I feel like you have to do this in front of everyone. Like, it was, like, the picture I saw was, like, everyone was in a circle watching. I wonder if people, like, train for it. Uh, these just look like regular old Peruvian women. Yeah, but if I knew that I was going to try to kick someone's ass, I would secretly train on the side. You right. know what I'm saying? And I love it because, like, the women wear their cute dresses. <laughs> Wow, that is so cool. But I'm sure some of the dudes probably get real into it. I would get real into it. Oh, anywho. Who would win? Who would win in this fight? Choose me. Yeah. Choose her if you want to live. If you want to want to live. Ooh, is that a threat? Oh, I am (laughs) tiny, but I am feisty. You are. You really are. Don't mess with me. All right, guys. Talk to you next week. Bye. Welcome to another edition of The Broadcast. I am Vicky Barcelona, and with me as always is Ooh, Sarah. Oh, hey. 
Sarah, what's your contact info? Well, we have an Instagram. It's the broadcast 999. You can call or text us at 253-778-6029. Or you can email us at the broadcast 999 at gmail.com. And uh, last episode was basically all just messages. And I love them. Yes. Because they're all very, like, positive. And awesome. Yeah. Bring them on. I want more messages. All of the messages. Even if it's something silly. All of the messages. Uh, But I did find uh, this article on BuzzFeed. And it says, people shared weird house rules that they had when they were kids. And holy heck, parents are wild. And it reminded me of this other story. And if you go find it, just type in poop knife. Poop on like knife? Reddit or something or okay. Im- Imager. And it's a story about this guy. Apparently, their family were very notorious for having really big turds. Ew. And so they always kept a knife in their bathroom I to like this. chop it up, right? Chop it up? To like make it go down the drain. Oh my. Right? Oh. So then he goes. That's disgusting. He doesn't realize that this is not a normal thing until he goes to a friend's house when he's older. And he's like, hey, where's your poop knife? And I'm like, What? are you talking about and so For, it, oh. it blew up on the internet like first of all isn't that why you have a plunger it well it won't go down it's not that it clogs it it won't go down ew oh, my, oh that is not okay but you know maybe this is less about rules like or mess, this is more rules as opposed to like weird crap you have in your bathroom no pun intended <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna read you some of these and i want you to think of any weird like rules you had in your house. Okay. Like I have one in my mind so far. Um, so they had TV list Sunday. This one person says my house had no TV Sundays where we couldn't watch anything between the hours of 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. The rule was usually relaxed in the winter when we couldn't go outside. But even then, we usually had to find something to do until it got dark out. I feel like that's actually kind of. And okay, I mean, I love me some TV, don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. But, you know, like for kids, especially nowadays, and like the tablets and the iPhones mm-hmm. and the computers, like I think that's like no no electronics maybe for a certain amount of time. See, I feel like, I don't know if Sunday, like Sunday is a it's, day off. It's a day of rest. Right. Supposedly. So, so I'm like, well, if I was going to have like no TV... I mean, I don't know. I feel like you would never have no TV. I mean, no, I love I, TV. Don't. Yeah. But I hear it's like bad to like keep little kids in front of screens, screens. all the time. So I get like, right. no, this is the time where we all put our screens away. We right. have to actually hang out with each other. But I'm, I'm wondering how old this person is, because if it was like if they're our age or older, it makes a little more sense because there wasn't so much other screens. Like when we were kids, it was TV. Like we really loved watching TV. My brother and I like movies over yeah. and over again. You had your Barney. We had oh, our Disney movies. I love me some Barney. Um, but I would think TV means like all screens nowadays. My thinking is though, if you're going to be doing that, like, especially in the winter, it depends also how old the kids are. Cause I'm just picturing like, go entertain yourself. It's like, okay, mom, come play with us. Like, like color with us. Or I would think like they'd all play tag or they'd go out and play board games, like kid games. Yeah. Or throw the ball around or whatever people do. So like, cause I'm just picturing like. Get the hell out of here, kid. Go, go do a thing. <laughs> no, at that rate, do whatever you want. Go watch all the TV. I don't care. Right, exactly. As long as you're it's not like, bothering my like, Leave me alone. Uh, another one is uh, the even odd rule. So it was just my sister and me, and we argued about everything. So my parents enforced an even odd rule. So my sister got to choose first, and she was younger. She chose even. So on even days, she was able to decide who sat up front or what TV shows we watched. Still to this day, I prefer odd numbers. I love that rule. I think it's fair. It's because, like, okay. Yeah, because it's like, 
even odd different months there's mm-hmm. different like days or how many days or whatever but it's not like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then the other person right. gets Tuesday, Thursday, you know, because then there's that one day. It's like it's going to switch. Right. It's, it's every like, day okay. of the week. Yeah. Like it's, I like that. Like, okay, it's the 23rd. So on the 23rd, you pick. And on the 24th, you pick. Yeah. So don't argue. Like, it's just that's just law. Actually, it's not bad. I like it. Uh, this one, I, I don't get it. I mean, in my head, in my world. Okay. Like, this is ridiculous. No lying on the couch. My dad hated any of the kids lying on the sectional couch. If anyone, uh, if anyone lay down on it or lay down on it, he immediately said, go to bed or sit up. Couches aren't for sleeping. Ironically, he slept on the couch for 16 years since he didn't have enough room <laughs> for the nine of us. So maybe he just didn't want us on his bed. None of us were really that worried about it. But as an adult, I now lounge all over my couch just because I can. Yeah, dude, that's like my friend's dad. You could not lay on the bed if you had your, like, street clothes on. Okay. Like, you had to, like, I don't know if you had to take a shower and then get your pajamas. I think it was. They were, like, a little crazy. Like, but you either had... Clean freak. Clean freak. Like, you had to be in your pajamas. And I think shower before to be able to lie in your bed. I think... Depending on the age of the kids, because like I see my little foster brother come home from daycare and he's like covered in dirt. No, we were like high school. Yeah, it's weird. Like even if your shoes, like I, I get this whole shoes yeah. thing, but even if your shoes are off, you could not lay in the bed with like your regular clothes. That's weird. That's weird. And nowadays I take naps all the time in my regular clothes. <laughs> I'm laying on that bed all, all the days. Like I get, yeah, for little kids, it's like you're gross. Yeah, if you're gross. But no, it'd be, no, it'd come home after school. Like no I, laying in the bed. Like I hate laying in bed like when I'm dirty. Like if I've been spending the whole day cleaning the bathrooms, cleaning my house and I'm dirty, my feet are dirty. I can't lay in my bed if I'm dirty. Yeah. Like you just take a nice shower. It just feels so much more relaxed. So much better. But yeah, like no, I'm going to. I'm going to lay on my bed when I'm clean. Whenever the hell I want to. And same with the couch. Like, I read this, uh, like, a quote or whatever, one of those inspirational quotes on Facebook or whatever, and it says, no one, like, at your funeral, no one's going to be like, well, she had really nice shoes and a really cool couch. Or, Dude, that's a lie. At your funeral, I'm saying you had the most comfortable bed ever. Yes, exactly. Like, the idea is, like, (laughs) you don't want a couch. Don't ever get a couch you can't, like, relax on or get a coffee table you'd be afraid to put your feet on. Like, that sort of thing. Oh, like, yeah, the, but people do. People spend hella money on that stuff, right. though. Like, I, I mean, if it was, if you had like Kim Kardashian money and had like your designated like formal like living room, sure, go for it. But for me, it's like at my house, I want to be able to put my feet up. I don't really have a a, a, a table. I have like a an ottoman, an ottoman that opens up and you can put blankets in it. Oh, um, it's like I need to be able to put my feet up. I want to lay on my couch. Like I want to lounge. Like no. that is my like it needs to be comfortable. Yeah, I feel like maybe that's the kind of life I maybe, want for me. Is what I mean. Maybe when you get older, you know, when you start having like kids or you have like hella money to like spend, get a really nice couch or something, and something where it's like kids aren't freaking on allowed on this type of thing because like my parents got a very 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 expensive for them i don't know how much it was this was years ago couch and like we couldn't even like, like look bring at it food. <laughs> pretty much we couldn't bring like we'd always sit we couldn't bring food on it obviously couldn't have our shoes on it could like it was the couch and now they don't care because it's like so old but right. i was like, like damn I, you guys are trying to be all fancy and you guys are not fancy like i get maybe trying to like okay you you kids are gonna ruin it so let's try to take the longest time like i just recently to ruin it yeah i recently washed my all my carpeting 
which is like my stairs and all my upstairs is all carpet. So oh, okay. I, hey, hey. I like full on with like the carpet cleaner, cleaned it all. So I've been very adamant to take my shoes off before I was going to say, are you a no shoes household? Uh, downstairs is totally fine because it's wood. Yeah. Upstairs, no. But like if there's like an emergency, like I'm about to, you know, pee myself. <laughs> but I still try to like take my shoes off. But there's been a couple of times I've gone up, but very rarely. See, that's what's always as crazy as most households, I feel like when I was growing Mm -hmm. up, are shoes off, but Mm -hmm. my household wasn't. My Mm -hmm. mom and dad didn't care at all if you had shoes on, Mm -hmm. and I I love it. Still, people come over, and we used to have carpet all over our Mm -hmm. house, and now we don't anymore, but people used to come over and be like, shoes off, shoes, should I take my shoes off? And we're like, no, we don't care, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's always just been how it is, and everyone's like, really? I can have my shoes on in here? I'm like... Yeah, I don't know. My parents don't care, which is weird because my dad's ain't all about everything. everything. But I've always been like, yeah, but keep your shoes on. See, for me, it's a weird thing. And maybe it was just because my dad worked a lot when I was a kid. So whenever I see people hanging out and like when people lounge at their house in jeans or just hanging out in jeans. That's weird, though. Or their shoes on. Like, I know Danny says he does this. I can't. Like even at other people's houses, though, I get in your own house. Like, it's a comfortable. Like I always right. put slippers on. But, but if, like, let's say you, I come over to your house, and I'm just we're just there to watch TV and hang out. Yeah, I will probably wear something comfortable, like leggings. I might wear my pajamas because I've done that before. Hell yeah! But I'm not going to be walking around like hanging out in my shoes. Like if I'm going to be there for a couple hours, we're going to watch. Like, if you have a TV marathon going on, my shoes are off. Like I'm going to get comfortable. Some people just like having their shoes on. It. It's so weird because my dad and my boyfriend have house shoes. Like and that's like, specific. Like, but they're sneakers. That's also weird. Like, they're I like my slippers. sneakers. I yeah. Like, I my fuzzy slippers. <laughs> yeah, I got my slippers, too, but. Yeah. Um, so this one's funny. Uh, they This was a country music hater. It's like, my parents were pretty strict, and we had a lot of rules growing up. But the weirdest one was no country music. Seriously. My dad grew up in a small town in Idaho and hated anything country. My dad isn't a man of many words until someone tries to blast it in the house. Oh, He's just start yelling. Just like, turn that, turn that ass off. Uh, this family had a foot bath rule. Uh. So if we had been outside wearing open-toed shoes, we had to wash our feet when we got back inside. I still do this as an adult, and I hate feeling the feeling of having dirty hands and feet. That's weird, though. Like if I'm walking around, like I'll walk like outside to like my porch area and stuff, like with no shoes on, like when it's hot out. Yeah, and I'll walk in my downstairs area with no shoes. But, like, when I go into bed, I'll wash my feet. I don't have to wash my feet when I come yeah, in. Yeah, but if I'm, like, going, if I'm going to go for a walk and I wear flip-flops and I come home, I don't have, I don't feel like my feet got that dirty, if dirty. See, like it Depends for me. Like, sometimes mine will if I'm wearing flip-flops. Other sandals, oh. not so much. But flip-flops, I don't know if it's just I don't know how to walk in them. They flap Maybe all over. Maybe yours are just, like, naturally really dirty. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, the TV payment. So we had TV chips. Mm-hmm. Every poker chip corresponded to 30 minutes of television. Hey, we had that. Did, did, did it work? No. <laughs> hell no. It says, uh, my sister and I would start with a certain number of chips per week, I think 15, in a yogurt container with a lid. And we each had our own color of chips. So for every 30 minutes of television we watched, we had to drop a chip into a large metal bowl. They would reset at the end of the week, and there were certain restrictions on how many we could roll over the next week. There were also opportunities to earn more chips by doing chores or to lose chips for behaving badly. Yep, yep. We had the poker chip. We had the t- for the TV, and I think for swearing too. Hmm. You'd only have like no, maybe this maybe the swearing was with money. You had to pay every time you swore, <laughs> but I would just pay hella money up front. 
like five or ten bucks, you know. Be like, burn. Be like, this is for my entire week, mother effers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rules didn't really work. <laughs> you know, I remember in uh, middle school, eighth grade, I had a teacher, and it was one of those block classes. I think it was English. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, Social like, studies. Hist- yeah, something. something like that. History or whatever. And what he would do is that he, I think he was also a P teacher or a, like a sports Dang, this guy did it all. I think, no, you know what? I think he just taught a, he was a a coach, one of the sports coaches. And where our class was, it was a portable and it was right next to the gym. So on Fridays, so every week, every class or every block class had 30 minutes. So on Fridays, if we were good, we would have 30 minutes to go play like in the gym. So we would play basketball, we could just hang out, we could, you know, if you wanted to read, if you wanted to talk with your friends, it was your 30 minutes of hangout time. And he would play basketball with us. It was a really cool idea. And if we were bad, like when the class wouldn't shut up, he would just quietly go over there and start taking number. like, it's just like, oh, 30, now it's 29. Oh, taking down the minutes. Yeah. And if people still didn't shut up, oh, no, it's 28. So anytime anybody was bad, he would just take down the minutes. I think the least amount we ever got was like 10 minutes. And he's like, damn it, you guys, I really want you guys to have this 30 minutes so I can just chill too. And hang out. And that's like yeah. all those classes. And I thought that was a really cool idea. Yeah, that's smart. I like that. And like that way you can also bond with the kids. And like it's Friday. Nobody's really learning anything. Yeah, come on. Let's go. Um, this one was an early riser. When I was growing up, Saturday mornings were reserved for cartoons. I have three younger siblings. And inevitably, we would argue about who got to choose what cartoon to watch. So my mom made the rule that whoever got up first on Saturday controlled the TV for cartoon viewing. This rule was eliminated, has eliminated, or this rule eliminated so many arguments. Dude, Dude. I would not want to have that rule, though, because then the kid would want to get up hella early. It's like, but they're in front of the TV. It's like, leave me alone. Go watch the TV. I'm like, I'm still trying to sleep. Get away. (laughs) Uh, They had the opposite of grounding. Uh, It was a a vocarious reader and not much of a socializer. So when I was a kid, I would get grounded Outside of my room. It was the worst punishment ever, and I would do anything to avoid it. Oh, that is so smart, because you know they love their room. They love their books. They'll Mm -hmm. have a great time. It's not punishment for them. Right. It's like, okay, I'm going to make you go socialize. Bye. I'm going to lock your books up, bitch. Uh, The picky eater. I was comically a comically picky eater as a child, and my parents got real fed up with it. So I started in first grade. They made a rule that I had to make dinner one like one night a week, usually Friday. The idea was that they had to eat whatever I made, just like I had to eat whatever they made the other six nights. Aww. They got a lot of hot dogs and baked beans and boxed mac and cheese until I started branching out and learned to make tarragon chicken in second grade. Ooh, look okay. at you, fancy! Obviously, I was well supervised in the kitchen while cooking to avoid any fires and stovetop mishaps. They also had the rule that I had to at least try a bite of something before refusing to eat it, which I'm actually really grateful for now. I'm still picky, but I'll try anything. At at least once. I love that. I love that idea of letting the picky eater like make Cook a dinner. Meal. Yeah. yeah. And actually the the whole like try a bite first. I So cuz I have a almost 2-year-old foster brother, yes. soon to be adopted brother hopefully. And I watch a lot of the cartoons he watches. One of them being it's called Tots. Okay. It's um it's like toddler or something. It's a delivery system. It's a, basically a whole company of storks. It's really cute. It's like on Disney. It's the store company, and they they take the babies to their forever homes. Aww. It's actually really cute because they show, like, gay couples and stuff, too. Aww. But they're all animals. 
Cute. So it's all the storks, and then like the main characters are like a penguin and a flamingo. So you watch this with or without your foster brother? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's actually very entertaining. Just especially like on the background. I'm like, oh, it's cute because they have the cutest little animals. It's like, ah. you are a child. Yes, I am a child. So I'm like, I can watch this with you because yeah. there's some other shows. I'm like, we're not watching this. But they had an episode in. I've watched this episode many times because my dad thinks it's funny. He also watches these with my brother. Um, and it's this little hippo, and she would only eat her hippo food that came in the shape of O's. So the whole time she's like, O's, O's. I want some O's. So my dad calls that Cheerios now. That's how he gets my little Aww. brother to eat. He's like, hey, let's eat some O's, O's. And so he'll eat them. Cute, thinking of the hippo. Right. So in that episode, they did. Uh, they, they couldn't figure out what to feed her because they had to feed her before they sent her off to you know, be delivered. It's like, well, what? she doesn't want to eat anything. So they tried making all these different things and she wasn't eating or trying any of them. She's like, this isn't what I want. Yeah. And so they came up with the rule of the no thank you bite to where you take a bite of something and you have to take a bite. And if you don't like it, you just say no thank you. You don't want a second bite. Mm. But you had to take a bite first. Then you could say no thank you. And so that was the whole idea of it. And so it's like a no thank you bite. Is uh, the, your foster brother doing that? Um. Is he? <laughs> he likes to do it to me. He tries to feed me his food. Aww, <laughs> like sharing. He'll, he'll, he'll have his snacks and he'll be hungry, so he'll eat it sometimes. But then he'll like put it in my mouth, like his drink or his food. I'm like, no, thank you. You better. You have to try it, though. I've you seen gotta, where those hands bit. I do not. Got to teach him by showing him. I changed his diaper. I know what he was grabbing. Ew. But like, what? I'll either pretend to eat it and be like, no, thank you. No, thank you. It's yours. <laughs> okay, your turn. <laughs> uh. So what, do you have any rules that you remember besides, like, the little poker chip? The poker chips, uh, we had we had one where we had to get, if we if my mom bought something at the store, mm-hmm. like a bag of Doritos, they had to at least last seven days or okay. she would not buy them again. <laughs> so we would eat all of it, and except for a little bit of it for the seventh day and be like, you have to buy more because... Like- it's There's still, still here. a little left. Dude, I was such a pain in the ass. Oh, you man. Were? Well, I still am. <laughs> I am not one with rules. I'm not one to be told what to do. You remind me of that picture of that little boy who it says he's not allowed to play his like on his little tablet or whatever in the kitchen. Yeah. But he's not allowed to have food in the living room. So his whole body and his snack is in the kitchen and then his tablet is in the living room. That so he's is just watching it from the kitchen. literally me yes. as a child and as of now. Like with the whole like like swearing thing. Wait. Yeah. With the whole. I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> and you swore. Good. You're goober. Good. Oh, yeah, I remember what I was going to say. With the whole, like, swearing thing, mm-hmm. I once once I learned the whole, like, First Amendment and the freedom of speech, mm-hmm. it was all over. I was like, y- you, yes, are my parent, and I am your child, but I am my own person. Therefore, I have my first amendment. I have the freedom of speech, which means F this and F that. Like, yeah, then they could have come back if they were smart enough and been like, yeah, you do have the freedom to say whatever you want, but you're not free of the consequences that come from that. Dude, give them to me. Like, I I don't I don't know. I'm, I've they tried a bunch of things, but it didn't really work. No, I've kind of always been this amazing and this much of a pain in the ass. I like that you included that part. Yeah. It, I think it, it does balance both out <laughs> because you are your own brand of you. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Um, what about you? My The one that came to mind, the first one was 
we were not allowed to like slam doors, like not necessarily even out of anger, just like even if you're running around, and you slam a door. But if you do it out of anger, it was even worse. Like that was now that I'm older, I realize like it's just a sign of disrespect. Really? So like it got, you know, it would all it would be awful. Like to this day, I still do this. If you ever see me do this or if I ever accidentally slam a door, you'll immediately see me apologize like if there's a like a crosswind or whatever, you know, the yeah. windows are open and like you close the door and it just slams. You immediately, I'm sorry, sorry, I didn't. There wasn't a slam. That wasn't me. Like, like so. A, even if it it's not out of anger, it's like if you're still, just slamming it just to be obnoxious. Well, like some doors, just like my garage door at my house is the most right. You don't even you just close it regularly mm-hmm. and it sounds like you slammed right. it. But ours weren't like so you could tell when something was slammed either out of carelessness anger would your parents get pissed off be like hey it's like sorry sorry like there was like we would get in trouble dang it's like i never realized that that not a lot of people did that because whenever i accidentally like even if i throw a car door too hard like especially somebody else's it's like sorry sorry no like it's not a disrespect thing because like i respect you and your property like oh right a sign of respect towards the property and the person Oh, weird. It's like, because, you know, you see that's the stereotype. Like, when you're mad, you slam the door. Screw you. It's like a way oh, hell of yeah. giving someone the middle finger. Oh, hell yeah. I but, mean, that's a, that's definitely a way to get your point across. Right. But, yeah, that was very much a no-no at our house. So do you do it if you're ever pissed off? Like, intentionally? <gasps> I don't know if I do. I think it's just because I know I'd immediately instinctively apologize. Yeah. <laughs> and you're that's like, not the point. I'm so mad at you slamming the door. Wait, but I didn't mean to slam the door. I'm still really mad, but. It's like, sorry, door. <laughs> Let me just close this lightly. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, we weren't allowed to do a whole lot growing up. Well, I remember the I see the meme sometimes that goes around with the whole uh, speaking of cars when you're lost or like even when you're in the back or Mm -hmm. something, you can't have that light on. And that was a huge like it's illegal. It's illegal. And I actually don't think it is illegal. I don't think it is. But you like my dad, my mom's like, your dad can't see. And my thought was, he's blind. Yeah. He can't like see this, anything. This light is blinding him. When and in reality, like I can drive with that light on fine. If it's nighttime, there are times where it does get obnoxious. Like, OK, get off. Like I, I have a hard time focusing, which fun fact, I feel like I've really I, I've kind of known this for like a year or two, hmm. but it's really become prevalent in the last week. What? I think of astigmatism. What is a stigma? I know it has to do with your eyes. Yes. I remember those commercials. It's basically like people always talked about it. It's like a weird little floaty. Oh, imagine, hell no. Like imagine like when you see like, you know, you you brush out like an old blanket. You see all the little fuzzies yeah. or like the little strings that fly around. Imagine that. Just anytime you try to focus on that it. That sounds so terrible. Oh, it's not super. It's not super noticeable, but your your instinct is to like focus on it. And then when you focus on it, it goes away. And, like, it floats away oh. from, like, so if I'm looking at it straight on, it'll float to, like, the lower portion of my eye. Oh, I never knew that was what astigmatism was. That's from what I understood, like, from what I've kind of gathered from other people explaining it. Mm. I, I've never gone to the eye doctor for it. Girl, you should. Because I right. think they can help with that, right? Yeah. And, like, I've never, I I've, I had that once happen to me when I was hanging out with some people. I'm like, is this a astigmatism when this happens? And they're like, yeah, that kind of sounds like it. And then yesterday I was kind of relaxing after moving a bunch of stuff. And I played a game where I'm like, yep, nope, this is lasting five minutes. I keep trying to chase this stupid oh, little no. thing. Oh, And it's on my left eye, so I'm like, That uh, sounds like a headache and a half. It's like, where are you? Come oh, on. Vicky yeah. keeps like doing it with her eyes, and it's making my eyes hurt just watching her do it. So it's a lot fun little, that fun game. <laughs> well, getting old. Got to get that eyesight check, girl. Right. Uh, that's fun. 
Uh, but I'm trying. Oh, yeah. So I do going back to just that light thing. Yeah, it does bug me. Yeah. When times. it's on. I also kind of dealing with lights, dealing with astigmatism. I read a thing and it was a meme. I don't know. I think I looked it up. I think it was accurate, like Snopes did or whatever, where if you're driving and you see I have to find the picture because it's more of a visual thing. Like at night, if you're driving behind a bunch of cars, the lights are there. It looks like the lights are kind of being stretched. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, like kind of blurry in a sense. Kind of, yeah. Like you kind of focus on it and it looks like it's kind of... Is that astigmatism? That's what this was saying. It's like if you, this is how you see the cars, you probably have astigmatism or this is part of the astigmatism. Like, oh, I see that all the time. That's not normal. Knock on wood. No, it's not normal. And I don't have good vision. So, yeah. but maybe I don't have astigmatism, which is nice. Right. I'm like, oh. Okay, that's kind of what that was the second clue. I'm like, this might actually be a thing I have. <laughs> this isn't what everyone else sees. Hmm. Oh, that's not normal. Hmm. Weird. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, did you have any rules with like f- dinner time or anything? Like you had a. We had to eat everything on our plate. Okay. Which I wish they did not tell me to do. At such a young age, because I do it now all the time. I have to eat everything on my plate. Yes, and I, I hate that. Yeah, I wish because now I feel very wasteful if I don't. And but Even I if have you friends say you're like, oh, I'll save it for later. Yeah, I have friends who have no problem just half their meals still there. Either they take it home or they don't take it home, and they don't it, care. That like bugs me so much when I'm out with friends and like they eat half their meal, and like the other half, I'm like, okay, you could definitely box it up, heat it up later, yeah. like you know, some enchiladas or whatever. And, and they're like, they no, don't. I'm good. I'm done. Sometimes I'm like, I'll take yours if it's oh, vegetarian. Yes. But yes. sometimes if we're like bar hopping or something back in the day when we could do that, <laughs> you're not going to want to carry around food. No. You know what I'm saying? But they have no problem like not eating all of it. And I'm like, but then you're eventually going to get hungry. And then aren't you going to wish you did eat all of it? Because yeah, maybe like, you won't get hungry as well. Like, yeah. Plus, you spent hella money on this meal. Right. Like, it's just like. Uh, what the even, heck? Like, even when I worked at the restaurant, people, I'm like, oh, would you like would you like a box for us? No, I'm done. No, you're done. I'll go what? eat in the back. Thanks. Don't oh, yeah. tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah. So we always had that rule, which I'm like, oh, man, damn it. You're just making me want to eat everything on my plate always. Mm-hmm. And then we had like, you know, to eat our vegetables. We like broccoli that was like smothered in cheese was normal. Like mm-hmm. that's how we ate broccoli. I feel like that's how most kids ate broccoli. Bananas had to be like covered in sprinkles. That's how we ate I bananas. I did not like bananas as a kid. I did not like them, but I loved them when they were covered in sprinkles. <laughs> Rainbow sprinkles to be of exact. Course. Yeah. I mean, just like weird stuff like that. We had to eat at the dinner table, like had to say mm-hmm. grace. How did it was? I hated it. Hated it. That's oh. where all of our like beefing and arguing uh, beef started. Vegetarian started yeah. beef. The veggie beefing, like uh. for real, like that. So many because we had to be home by when dark happened mm-hmm. or whatever. And in the winter, it's like four o'clock, right? Because then we had to have dinner together, and I. It was the worst thing ever. See, I actually like having dinner with my family. I hated having to say grace as a kid. I like uh, having dinner with them now because it's like. A few times a year. Every <laughs> if I had to have dinner every damn night with them, it was just like now it's like cool. You know, like how was your day? Oh, how was your day? But like back in the day it was like war. Maybe because yeah. I was a delightful child. And a delightful adult. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, we uh see we had a we had to say grace and I hated it because it always put me on the spot. And like it Oh, always, like you had to improv that shit? Sometimes. Sometimes we did, and it was awesome because once my de- my brother went at Sunday school, 
like they made this little craft where out of like a tin can, they like covered it in construction paper. And on the inside, they they printed out little uh, prayers like, oh, um, like little uh, dinner prayers, if you will. Yeah. And they like, quote unquote, laminated. And they just put scotch tape over it. So they had like four or five of them. And so it was literally like, OK, whose turn is it? And we would just pull one out. Oh, yeah. We had a book. Yeah. We just a book full of them. And you just just I would just yeah. randomly choose one. Yeah. But then on Thanksgiving, we'd have to go around the table and say what we were thankful for. Mm. That was brutal. No, my dad always, like, for Thanksgiving and Christmas, they always go and do full-on, like, heartfelt ones. My dad. And my dad's really good. Like, those kind uh, of speeches But you guys don't always have to do them. No, it's oh, not good. anymore. Uh, oh, I hated it. And I remember one, like, we'll still make fun of it because my brother used to say it. Like, he, we we all hated it. My dad, my brother and I did. So it's like, oh, Vicky, it's your turn. Oh, Juan, it's your turn. And it was like... Thank you for the food we eat. Thank you for the friends we meet. Thank you, God, for everything. Amen. <laughs> like, that was, like, the extent you of these. You say it just exactly That's like exactly that. how we would say it. It's like, thank you for this. Thank you yeah, for that. Mm-hmm. Thank <laughs> you for the friends we meet. It was just so bad. I hated it. <gasps> well, it's like for Thanksgiving when we have to say thank, like, or or for their birthday. Like, what? You, everyone go around and say something you're thankful for for Nikki because okay, it's her birthday. That's weird. Like, sometimes I'm like, y'all are going to, like, say some crap or, like, oh, I'm not thankful for you this year. Sorry. Like, you know, like, I'm so real. Like, I don't know what to say. Like. I'm thankful Sarah, that. Sarah's like, if you're if we have beef, we all have all beef. Like, I can't look past it to I see mean, the things I love about this you. This year's just, been really bad for both of us, so... I do like, you have anything? No, I don't have anything either. Cool. I like the idea. Maybe, like, do it anonymously. Make it less awkward. I'll read them later. Oh, I'm, just, that, I'm that person. Like, I hate getting sung happy birthday, too. Oh, see, I love it. Because it's so awkward. Like, what am I supposed to be doing here while I sit here awkwardly just wanting to not drool all over this cake because I want to eat cake like a But fatty. see, I would love, like, even if, like, we were beefing all year and you had to go around and say something nice to me. If you were like, dude, we've been at each other's throats all year. Like, I guess I'm thankful you're still alive. Cool, cool. But, like, this year has not been good for us. I'm not going to, like, be it. I would love that. I would be like, I appreciate that. You know what this reminds me of? There's, I think, I saw a picture of it, and I think it's in Peru or something, where, or Bolivia or whatever, and it's like a celebration, I think, towards the end of the year. I don't know if it's on Christmas or around that time, where basically anybody you had beef with over the year, you duke it out. <gasps> like fight them you fight them oh. and then when it's done you're done and you forgive each other and it's done dude see that's what's so like that's I've been recently randomly thinking like god sometimes I wish I was a man but that's because another example that. like there's many examples but that is another one that it's like that's literally they don't like they don't care sometimes they don't even have to physically fight but if they do physically fight then they don't care I would love that I'd probably <laughs> get my ass kicked though I'm curious to see okay so we're going to wrap it up here, and I'm going to end it with this question that I want you guys to answer. Ooh. And I want as much detail as possible. If Sarah and I were to have gotten into a beef and we had to fight it out oh, to forgive man. each other, who would win? Oh, man. I need to know. I think there's a few details. Like I think I need to know before I would answer. It's like, how fresh is the beef? Because if this happened like a week ago, Sarah's going to come at me like, Full on raring to go. But this Grr. this happened back in like January. I might have an edge. It might have faded. I mean, she holds on, but the, that oh, fire I, still isn't as there as present. I hold on, girl. I mean, that's, that is a good question, though, because I think, 
I mean, I have my own opinions about it, I guess. But so you're more you're more agile and flexible, and you have more of the endurance. But I got. But the you're more, more the, like sturdy. I'm sturdy, and I got brute force on my end. Yeah, I'm, I got some heavy hands. I just think it, it definitely depends how angry I still am because I think there would be a fire in me. Yeah, that would be frightening. <laughs> or I'd just be a little bitch and just crawl up and cry. <laughs> That too. Oh, so it could go either way. And uh, yes, I found out the the, the holiday. It's in uh, Peru, and it's called Takanakui. I love that. As long as it, like you don't die. Yeah, which means to hit each other. Dude, that is amazing. <laughs> there has to be like a ref there, just so it doesn't get like too crazy. I feel like you have to do this in front of everyone. Like it was like the picture I saw was like everyone was in a circle watching. I wonder if people like train for it. These just look like regular old Peruvian women. Yeah, but if I knew that I was going to try to kick someone's ass, I would secretly train on the side. You right. know what I'm saying? And I love it because like, the women wear their cute dresses. <laughs> their wow, Peruvian dresses. that is so cool. But I'm sure some of the dudes probably get real into it. <laughs> I would get real into it. Uh, anywho. But who please, would win? Who would win in this fight? Choose me. Yeah. Choose her if you want to live. If you want to want to live. Ooh, is that a threat? Oh, I am tiny, but I am feisty. You are. You really are. Don't mess with me. All right, guys. Talk to you next week. Bye.